It's the Muppets Minute Show with host Nick and Annie. Yay! It's time to talk about the Muppets movies minute by minute. Today we're talking about Muppets Take Manhattan, minute 33. Minute 33 starts with Piggy's boss making a suggestion and ends with Joan Rivers stroking Piggy's ego. (laughs) All right, so... Um, at the very, very tail end of the last minute, we saw Piggy run off because she saw the clock. She ran into, um, uh, into what seemed like, I guess, her job here. Um, yeah. I wonder which department store this is. Do we ever find out or I, I are do. we to it, assume? And you, you, you mentioned Sex in the City. Does that mean you watch, you, you used to watch Sex in the City? Oh, yeah. Okay. Then you should know this place. Um, Is it Barney's? Apparently, Carrie Bradshaw um, shopped here many times in the show. Um, mm. It's Ber- Bergdorf, Bergdorf Goodman. Bergdorf. Yeah. yeah, Bergdorf Goodman. Yeah, Bergdorf Goodman. Yeah. It's an actual luxury department store located in New York, and I guess she visited there a few times in the show. Oh, yeah. Um, well, to be fair, she visited... Hundreds of places in that show. <laughs> I'm sure. But okay. yes, fair enough. So wait, is did they film that actually at this store yeah. on location? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So the interiors were actually in the in the store. God, I'm increasingly impressed with this movie. Like, I swear to God, every scene I'm more and more impressed. It's great. Awesome. So, so yeah, the, this, this um, department store was founded in 1899. God, so wow. It's been around forever. Um, they have two stores in operation uh, located across from each other right there on Fifth Avenue. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's a you know fixture here. It was a real place. And that's where Piggy got her job. Is it? Did you just say it's across from the plaza or did you actually Google map it and see where it, it was? It's all right there. It's it's in. So it's arm. it's correct. Yeah. OK. Yep. All right. I wanted to make sure she wasn't like running 18 blocks to work. So, okay. No. And I, and I think that's cool. I mean, I guess that's why they chose, you know, that's a cool location to choose. I mean, cause you, you have the nice park for Jenny and Kermit to sit in and you have the luxury, um, department store for, um, her to work in. Yeah. It's just a nice little, I love when they do that, when they take the care to have something make sense, like make spatial sense, especially like if you're a New Yorker and you're watching this, you're going to be like, oh, okay, well, that's, that makes sense. That's right there. It's not going to be jarring to you, you know? So yeah. it's, I mean, in theory, I don't know if they ever say Bergdorf Goodman, so it could be any no. department store, but like you said, if they are filming it actually on location, then people would recognize it. So exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great little attention to detail. I love it. Um, so I, I want to talk about uh, Piggy's boss. Yeah. His name is Graham Brown. Now, I I think he has a striking resemblance to, to uh, Giancarlo Esposito. I was going to say the same thing. Yes. Totally. Gus from Breaking Bad, right? Yes. He totally has that look. Yep. yep. Okay. So I'm going to... Now, what was really funny, I mean, I... I Look, obviously, this guy is his name. This guy's name is Graham Brown, and I mean, this movie was in 1985, so I mean, he looks like today's Giancarlo. So, yeah, totally, obviously. But I want to show you. I'm going to post these pictures on Muppets Minute. So here is um, obviously. Uh, well, no, let's see. This is the picture I want. So I looked up Giancarlo's IMDb. Uh huh. 
Do you, I mean, do you realize how extensive it is? Like, he was acting no. in the early 80s. I mean, he would have been much younger, obviously. Right. So I'm sending you a picture right now. He was in Trading Places with Eddie Murphy. Wow. And oh, Wow. Oh, wow. You're right. That's totally him. That's, that's a, awesome. That's a 1985 Giancarlo Esposito. I like that we're talking about this, even though that's not him in Muppets Take Manhattan, which is the actual thing that we're discussing. Correct. Uh, but it's still quite interesting. Uh, this actual actor, though, has he been anything? Graham Brown? Yeah, he's been in a few things. No, I just wanted to show you. So this is this is him from the year that this film would have been shot. So right. I, obviously not. But uh, it's just funny that like I, I was I, I think I'm bringing this up more because I was shocked that he was he was in movies that early. Like I didn't. Yeah. Never heard of the dude. Really. I mean, I personally never heard of him until Breaking Bad. I probably am sure people had. Oh, um, I hadn't either. I mean, well, I mean, it's but, it, that would have been his breakout role, right. like twenty years maybe after he started acting. You know, which right. happens. Yeah, it yeah, happens. totally. But I yeah. mean, he was in some real named stuff. If you look up his IMDb one day, you'll be kind of shocked. You'll probably like because he's one of those actors that when I go back and watch movies that I always watched or um, TV shows I watched, I'll see him. So like, uh, you know, sometimes you get to know an actor because of a role and then you're like, oh, my goodness, they were in this and this and this. But I never knew. Yep. Them. yep. You he's, can't see them in anything else. Yeah. yeah. He's one of those guys. Totally. So Graham Brown, um, he had a apparently a very successful Broadway career. Um, OK, so this is an actual cameo then that, no. you, you know. Well, no, oh, okay, because I mean, I like they use like Broadway people in the New York-based Muppet film, right? Like, right. I guess I wouldn't consider this a cam. It's not considered a cameo. I'm just okay. saying, like that was. He doesn't have too much of an IMDb. He was on Law and Order most of the time as a judge. He was on Days of Our Lives. Mm. He was on Sanford and Son. Um, but mostly his his acting career was mostly um, Shakespearean. Okay. That lot. sounds about right because his only line is "It's neither prudent nor wise." Right. <laughs> so maybe you know what? I don't know. I mean, maybe. The, the, I mean, maybe they picked him for a specific reason, and they wanted that like stuffy kind of. I don't know, but he, he almost almost British, but not quite. <laughs> right, I guess because like it's 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 a it's an almost but not quite Shakespearean line. You right. Know? It totally yeah. Um, but he he often played bosses, doctors, and other dignified professional men on screen. Okay, that sounds about right. So there you go. So yeah, Graham Brown, not too much of an IMDb, um, but he played Mr. Wrightson here in uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. And I mean, he does a good job with what he needs to do in this role. He 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 sells it. That's for sure. A uh, fantastic job. A uh, fantastic su- suggestion too. Um, you know. I don't, I know Piggy's hurting here, but she shouldn't be late for work. Uh, yeah, he, he's correct. You, you shouldn't be a half an hour late on your first day of work. But yeah, not especially, good, so not a good look. It's especially on the profile, man. He looks like Giancarlo. Anyway, we'll get past that. Miss um, Piggy puts on her um, perfume smock here. Um, yeah. I guess I'm jumping ahead a second, but I just want to say that's outfit number 11. Wow, you're right. Okay. And I also have another, I, I need to, I'll throw this out there real quick, because 
Uh, we'll spend some time on the cameo, but I want to throw this out there. That smock sold at auction. Piggies or Joan Rivers? Well, I guess both of them. Um, okay. But they, 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 they sold for $11. What? At an auction. You could have had those smocks for $11. That would probably be stylish today. That was a very, hmm. very long silence. You don't think some like high fashion model could pull that off? Oh, I'm sure they could. Oh, okay. Well, you were very, very quiet. Mm. I bet you somebody somewhere could pull that off, that fringe collar. Yeah. It's pretty It's pretty epic. But yeah, it reminds me of the Seinfeld puffy shirt, just like a yes. female version of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Piggy yeah. gets behind the counter, starts talking to her coworker, and it is none other than Joan Rivers. Ah, Joan. Good old Joan. Playing She's perfect. This is a perfect scene. I like I, I think this is probably my favorite cameo in the movie. Oh, I think I think so. I think it's the most memorable. I think it's uh I do think it's the best as well. And it maybe as far as name wise, the biggest. Yeah. I think so. I mean definitely the biggest so far. Yeah. Right? Like I don't think we've had really anybody huge so far, at least. Well Dabney like, Coleman. But I think this yeah, is that's bigger. True. But I mean, even just the way they have her, her, they introduce her because she's got her back turned Mm -hmm. and then they have a whole like single shot of her spinning around. It's like they're really milking this cameo for sure. And they should, because like we said earlier, they don't really have a whole lot in this film. But luckily, I don't think that this film really needs it. So it does. um, It It, does need it. Wait, wait. No, I'm saying this film isn't relying on cameos, I think. That's it's a strong film, is what I'm saying. Mm. No, well, okay. Well, with that, I I'm very disappointed at the cameos in this film. Okay, all right, fair. And 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 I think part of what you expect out of a Muppets film is is amazing cameos, and I think this this film overall drops the ball in cameos. Yeah, it drops the ball in cameos, but I don't think it affects the film. I think that would be my my take on it. You could totally disagree with that. I obviously. do disagree with that okay. because I, that's part of what I look forward to in the Muppet film. I'm watching for the cameos, like part of it. Part of the enjoyment of the mm-hmm. of watching a Muppets film is getting the celebrity cameos. Okay, I I agree with you. I just think that there are enough to keep me interested in this movie. Mm. Uh, it's definitely the weakest. Well, I don't even think it's the weakest. I feel like it's got maybe more than even Muppet Caper does in terms of recognizability. But in terms of comparing it to Muppet Movie, I mean, nothing's ever going to live up to that. Yeah. So I kind of just I kind of just go, OK, well, they're not going to, you know, catch lightning in a bottle two times and then three times. So they're just doing what they can. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't stand out to me as like a failing of this film. It's it's slightly disappointing. I will agree with you there. It's slightly disappointing. I wish that maybe there were a couple more, but it doesn't really affect my 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 view of the overall film for whatever reason we'll talk more about it. And, and I think I've like, I've kind of, I've read a lot about this and I think I will probably save it for some nice discussions during the end credits when we don't have too much else to talk about, but um, just to, to tease it a little bit for like what a couple months from now. Um, (laughs) So hold on (laughs) to your ads. It's going to be a fun discussion two months from now when we, Talk about the cameos that never happened. For some reason, they had a lot of 
cameos they couldn't sign on for this for this oh, movie. Oh, like that they, they that were planned and then couldn't be in the movie. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. upsetting. And yeah. so it's weird. Anyway, so Joan Rivers, um, and right around this time, I mean, she was pretty huge around this time. I mean, she really made a name for herself in the seventies with her stand up act that was just ahead of its time, or you know, uh, just pushing you know, especially female comedians um, yeah. to the forefront, um, and just just things that wouldn't have been acceptable, you know, even a decade earlier. And she was doing it and it was barely acceptable when she was doing it. Yeah. And so she really pushed the envelope. And this was about the same time where she was like officially brought on as uh, Johnny Carson's uh, um, fill in host for the Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just on the brink of her getting her own talk show. So, um, you know, it was uh, it was definitely a real pinnacle point of her career. So in 1985, I mean, this was, this was a pretty monstrous cameo. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, the only, yeah. I mean, I obviously know Joan Rivers from her, her talk shows and her red carpet and all of her, her, you know, <laughs> newsworthy quotes and stuff. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, like the most memorable thing for me, for her was in Spaceballs, yes. uh, which I figured you were going to mention, Dot but Matrix. I just, you dot matrix man like i that i weirdly grew up with that movie and so when i hear her voice i just hear it coming out of dot matrix Same. um yeah that's funny i knew you were gonna go along with me there <laughs> yeah so good yeah because in general she like i totally i mean i totally found her funny but like i mean in general i never cared for her too much as far as uh, like I never, I was just never into her like e stuff, you know, with the red carpet stuff. That never interested me, right? Um, and that's you know a bulk as in my adult life. That's a that was a bulk of her stuff. Um, because basically, yeah. basically around the early nineties on, she wasn't really doing too much of the stand up stuff anymore. As much as she was just you know kind of being a celebrity. Right, right. I mean, and that's kind of carried on through, not for her, but for many celebrities today. That's just kind of a thing now. It's like you're not really famous for anything except for being famous. <laughs> right? Yeah, you get to this uh, point, and then you could just yeah. be famous. I don't think that, like, Joan Rivers necessarily falls into that category, but, like, at a certain point later in her career, she probably did. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I guess it's fair to it's fair to say that. Um, but, yeah, really, this would have been probably, you're right, this is probably the biggest cameo of the movie. Yeah. And it's a good one. I, 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 w I have issues with this scene, as you will hear. Um, but none of them are the fault of Joan Rivers, who does amazing in this scene. No, I think I know what you're talking about. L let, me, let, me, let me stand some <laughs> good stuff for now. Until we... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, in, uh, so she kind of gave her a little catchphrase here, can we talk? Um, yeah. can we talk yeah, yeah. was the name of her, um, late night talk show on the mm -hmm. BBC. Um, Jim, that's what she would say to people on the red carpet. And correct? that was it. Yeah. That was, the, yeah. it was her catchphrase throughout that. Yeah. And, uh, Jim Henson and Kermit the Frog made an appearance on Can We Talk in 1986. Oh, uh, she didn't have Miss Piggy on. That's, that's disappointing. No, no. Well, there, there's Miss Piggy. So hold on. Uh, okay. Rivers appeared on Sesame Street in season 17. Mm -hmm. 
Um, With sh- whom? You don't know? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you okay. could, if you feel like Googling that while I'm talking yeah, about some of this other stuff. I will. I, I will. Don't have that. Um, she was, this is something I kind of grew up knowing her as, because again, you know, I knew obviously Dot Matrix, but I mean, like my knowledge of her was like late 80s into the 90s when she was doing other things. And so I knew her as a center square for Hollywood Squares. Oh, my God. Like, because I was <laughs> obsessed funny. with Hollywood Squares. Uh-huh. So uh, that's she did that. Um, in 2012, uh, Miss Piggy reconnected with Joan Rivers when Piggy appeared on her e-show, Fashion Police, to discuss the pig style. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think I'm seeing that right now. I look, I Googled it, and I'm looking at a ton of fantastic pictures. Right. So they yeah. had a lot going on between 2012, 2014. Unfortunately, Rivers passed away in 2014. Um, but before that, uh, Piggy announced that she was launching her own lifestyle brand and planning to take the title Queen of Shopping away from Joan Rivers. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Joan had a, had a collection of jewelry on QVC. And that's also where I very much know Joan Rivers from because... My mom always had QVC on. Oh, that's really funny. So, like, all the time. And (laughs) my mom watched QVC for entertainment purposes. And, like, I mean, she bought a lot of stuff. But, anyway, uh, that's where I know Joan Rivers from. Because I'd see Joan Rivers on QVC all the time. And so, like, I kind of grew up knowing Joan Rivers on... QVC. And, uh, and and so they had a public fight at the QVC red carpet party. Um, I guess uh, maybe this was following one of the award shows, possibly, but it was one of the red carpet parties. And the feud culminated in Piggy appearing on QVC with Joan Rivers. <laughs> so it was crazy. So they did this I don't know. Just it. the idea of these two having like a feud right? that they would carry on throughout, like, just like they would play that up makes me it kind of tickles me now remember this is 2014 so rivers was 80 when this was happening right that makes it even better i know doesn't it yes that's amazing Uh, um so the fact that they did all this then um this is touching when rivers passed away miss piggy gave the following statement moi is deeply saddened by the passing of my friend and fellow legend joan rivers from our first appearance together as battling makeup counter girls in the Muppets Take Manhattan to our recent appearances together on QVC, we were always two of a kind. I will miss her. Can we talk? You bet we can, Joan, forever and ever. Oh, that's really sweet. God, you know, there's nothing like a Muppet giving a frickin' eulogy that just gets the tears flowing. Right? Like, come on. Like now, I need to go watch the Jim Henson funeral and and just no, weep don't. all evening. Sorry, I can't. Like seriously, yeah, if I sad. ever am just like in a mood to cry, mm. that's what I will pull up on YouTube. It's like my go-to. Like I will pull up Big Bird singing "It's Not Easy Being Green" and I will be weeping like every single tears time. Tears out. Let me watch yeah. a funeral on YouTube. You, you know, sometimes you just need to do it. <laughs> but we digress. Uh. This character's name, is it Eileen or Arlene? I can't tell. Eileen. Eileen, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's it, it, Miss Piggy and Joan Rivers. Like, I can't think of like the epitome of diva 
exploding my screen in any better way, right? Like I can't, I can't think of someone else to be opposite Miss Piggy that's more perfect. It like, is a, it is a perfect peer, peer, peer pair because yeah. you have it, it's it's both diva ish and comedic. Yes, and like comic comic diva. Yeah, like yeah. It's not a diva like, uh, I mean, this is a current example, but like Beyonce, it's not that right. kind of diva. It's like, we are funny. We are a strong woman. We are, uh, you know, yeah, diva. It's, it's just like all, you know, they hit all the, po- all the same bullet points, these yeah. two. It's really great. Uh, um, and she must have had a blast. Did she, was there any behind the scenes interviews with Joan, like about this scene? Because I mean, it just seems like she would have had a blast. I didn't specifically find anything. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, it I probably goes without saying. But, but I thought the same thing. I mean, I, I think we'll see it, it escalate, you know, in the next three minutes, obviously. Uh-huh. But um, I, I did write down here that I like this is this is all very genuine. I think what we're going to yeah. see over the next three days. Yep. And um, I have to say, like, if this wasn't Frank Oz's most like favorite day of shooting, I don't know what was. I It feels yeah. like Frank Oz and Joan Rivers, honestly, just had literally the time of their lives playing this yeah. up. I agree with you completely. And I would be very curious to know what Frank Oz would have to say about this scene or what he had to say, because it's just so clear that they're just enjoying themselves so much and it shows on the screen and it makes it for a good scene. So, right. They're, they're yeah. genuinely enjoying themselves. And, and I'd have to ask too, um, you know, Joan being a comedian and Frank, you know, being the director of the movie, I wonder actually now, it's, I, I, you know, a lot of times he asks this, and and but I wonder how much is is ad libbed because it feels yeah. ad libbed to a point. Like when we uh, yeah over the next three minutes. I mean, we'll talk about it as we watch the minutes because I, I have to, you know, I'll have to like refresh myself mm-hmm. and what certain parts I think might be ad libbed. But I agree with you. It feels like maybe they got like a general direction of what to do, where to go. These are the things you need to do and yeah. then just have fun with it. And that's kind of what it feels like to me. I, I, Cause it's almost like, how do you write this? Like, uh, you know, what's going to be can't. said in the act. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean this, I think all the dialogue obviously in this minute is written. So, I mean, we can yeah. talk about that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you know, the, I like the face that Joan makes with the, <laughs> the perfume they clearly don't like how it smells like she's reacting to it like hey come have the perfume and then she like huh. her her face looks like she's disgusted yeah it, i often wonder these people that have to sell perfume all the time like do their noses just completely become like n- like null and void like they cannot smell anything they don't want anything to be around their nose like like how do you how do you go through life like with this constantly in your nose you know what i mean it's very, I don't know. I feel like it would affect your sense of smell. Well, don't you smell uh, coffee beans to refresh your senses of smell? Is that a thing? That a I thing? don't know. I think that's a I, thing. You mean like they would while they're there? Um, so if you're smelling things and, try, <laughs> and trying to pick out the, the scent that you want, whether it be perfume or like candles or something, I feel like you smell coffee beans in between and it refreshes your senses. Like a palate cleanser? Palate cleanser. That's the word for I'm the, looking for. But for the nose? But for the nose. 
I've never heard this. I'm going to have to ask uh, around because this please. this is very interesting. Um, you know, it's it's neither here nor there. I'm just making a comment on her face because it makes me laugh. Um, but Piggy's yeah. clearly in distress. She's a salesperson may advise you to sniff the beans in between smelling multiple scents. It's a commonly oh, wow. believed that the smell of coffee beans creates some sort of palate cleanser for your nose, allowing you to continue to smell fragrance after fragrance. I have to know how you know this, Nick. Google, but I mean... No, oh, I thought you knew it prior to Google. Oh, no, I did. Um, I, I Look... I I'm a man of the times. I like my scented candles. Okay, it's, wait, but who would have taught you this? Well, you go to the Yankee Candle Company, and you're smelling the different candles, and there's the coffee beans to smell. They put them in the candle store. Yes. Is this like the kind of thing that, like, when you go to a wine tasting and they have like the bucket there that you're supposed to spit in, and they like you go to a candle store and they just have like a bucket of coffee beans for you to jam your nose into? Yes. I have never heard this in my life, and I have bought many candles in my life. This is insane. Go to the Yankee Candle Company and you'll find uh, some coffee beans. I Bath and Body you. Works. What about Bath and Body Works? Uh, you know, I don't know if they're into the beans. That's so bizarre. Anyway. Definitely Yankee Candle Company. Muppets Minute, where you get lots of unnecessary information. By the way, if you're buying your scented candles at Bath and Body Works, you're missing out. Because Yankee Candle Company is where it's at. No, the Bath and Body Works ones are really good. They are. I promise. They're okay. Uh, I mean, I use Bath Candles are very expensive. I use their, their, their shower gel. Yeah, their candles are good, and they usually have sales. You go in there. Mm. Yankee candles are very expensive. They are. Get what they you are. pay for. I mean, I tend to agree that you get what you pay for <laughs> in general. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna have to do a little, t- a little candle testing, uh, and I will let you know. Okay, yeah. I promise. Go to a perfume, like section of a. Do you go to a mall? I don't know. And see if they ha- and ask if they have coffee beans. Well, they're the- gonna look at me like I'm crazy. Tell them you They're going to look at me like those cat collars looked at Piggy. <laughs> Smell some perfume, then tell them you need to cleanse your palate and see what they give you. See okay. I will. And then they'll try and get me to buy something, and then I'll be really awkward, and I'll have to, like, walk away. Let's see. Apparently, it was anyway. on Mythbusters. Let me, I'm clicking this, like, give me a second. Oh, my gosh. Nope. Are you not bored of the coffee no, beans yet? No, we're, do- we're doing this. We're okay. doing this. Let's see. Mythbusters... If Mythbusters has busted this theory, I'm going to be so happy. It's saying next time you're out and about, remember coffee is for drinking, not for perfume palate cleansing. (laughs) But it's done. It's a bunch of BS is what you're saying. Apparently. Okay. Good. I feel better. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. I don't know how many minutes we are into this minute, but it's already going pretty long. Uh, I would like to talk about the problematic element. My favorite word, I really actually don't like that word very much, um, of this scene. Just the idea, and especially coming off the tail end of that horrible catcalling scene, the fact that, hey, get your perfume, it'll help you land one of those terrible men. Um, in a way, it's kind of nice and meta that she's coming off this sort of terrible experience with Kermit mm-hmm. and the catcallers, and she's coming into work to sell a product that is meant to attract a man, uh, which I think is really kind of 
funny, but at the same time, like, I don't think that it's necessarily supposed to be funny in the way that I'm telling you it's funny, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I think that, like, legitimately, as we've seen repeatedly on this show, Piggy's only goal in life is to get a man. Uh, and it's this, this reinforcement of this idea that I think is what makes so many, like, 90s rom-coms uh, again, my favorite word, problematic, because it's like, it's just, it's implying that like the only reason for a woman to survive is to hook a man. Like, it, it's really just, it's just, it, uh, uh, like it makes me so annoyed when I see this as just like the primary focus of, of, of a female character's motivation is just, is to impress some man. It's just, a, it's just offensive to me on so many levels. I mean, on a primal survival level, uh, but you don't ever see that from the other way. Like, you, I mean, you very rarely say, okay, that's not true. A lot of 80s comedies, you see like the guys trying to get the girl. But mm-hmm. like, you just, it's not, it's not the same. It's not like the guy's like sole purpose for living is, is, is finding some woman. Like, and I feel like I see it constantly, especially on family movies, especially on children's movies. I'm exhausted talking about it. As I mean, I'm sure I'm ex- exhausted talking about it as you are hearing it, Nick. But it's just so frequent that it drives me up the wall and i just like i i I don't know it's really really hard to articulate how this bothers me but it really bothers me uh but it is kind of a nice parallel i guess coming off those scenes of her being offended doubly by her man at least in her eyes and these horrible men behind her catcalling um and she gets an opportunity to to say rotten stinking men but yet she's still trying to find one so, so, I don't know. Just so you know, I'm I'm honest when I miss one. Like I I didn't see that here. Like I didn't that that the line that you're pointing out didn't set off any alarms in me. Well, it's not just that line. It's this entire scene. It's well, this entire scene. The the wanting reassurance that I'm pretty. That is the part I thought you were going to. And I will. Harp on. I will. Oh, I will. Good. I, I think. Thank goodness. <laughs> just, but you know what? Let's just assume that we've gotten through it because I've already said my piece. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe that'll make tomorrow and the next day a little bit easier. But yeah, it's just the idea that he doesn't. I, I'm losing my frog. What does he say? She says my frog turned on me, and right. it, it's a really good line actually. When John River goes, "Yeah, it's some bad tuna myself." It's pretty funny. That's pretty good Muppet humor. I like it. Um. But, like, it's just the idea that, like, the only thing that she could possibly do to make Kermit like her is be prettier. It, I just find that so offensive. And I, 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 it's, again, it's so simple. And, again, it's in their, mind, in their minds, it's probably harmless. But this is, like, children are watching this. Girls are watching this. It's not healthy messaging for women and for young girls. And it's coming from like the only female Muppet. Like it's just, it's, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I've said it. I think I've said everything I need to say. And I, now I don't need to say it for the rest of the week, but it just, it just bothers me. I don't know. This is one of those parts. And, and I'll look, you're the female there. So give you, you get the benefit of the doubt on the line because you're the one that affects, but like, I just, I see the line, it'll help you grab one of those rotten, stinking men as just the, like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a line that 
somebody who's just been hurt and they're going to connect that they're going to it, it's it feels like a natural extension of what just happened to her and what in in the product that she's talking about i think isolated you're absolutely right and i probably jumped the gun on my anger but if you t- if you take it in context with the rest of this scene it, we know that's not what it's about like we know that's not what it's about because of where this scene takes us so i can't i can't get i, I can't get there and think that it's completely harmless so you're i saying just think because Piggy's self-conscious that it's her looks that let her down and didn't land her the frog? Yeah. Okay. Because I think that's very clear from how the rest of the scene goes. Because she asks if she's pretty. It's the first thing she asks. It's the only thing she asks. You know? Mm-hmm. It's the only thing she asks. It's the same exact problem as we got yeah. in Muppet Caper when Kermit and Fozzie and Gonzo come out of the building and they say, how was she? Was she pretty? Right. And that was the first question they asked. That's the problem. But that's why that part set off the alarm bells. And the, the, I guess I could see what you mean. Then you're tying that to that earlier line, I guess. But that, the, yeah, it's all, it's just, it's not specifically this line. You're right. It's not specifically this line, but I just, I know where the line's headed. And so that's why I'm making that connection. Mm -hmm. So, I will go with you on that, but I mean, everything that I'm saying applies tomorrow and the day after. So you're saying I made more sense to you on this part here. No, you do. You always make sense to me. (laughs) You're, you're evolving, Nick, and I love it. Love it. Um, But no, you're right. It's not this, this line in and of itself is not an issue. It's just knowing the, knowing the context of the line (laughs) is an issue. But, um, but yeah, I think that's, I like the My Frog Turned On Me just because it sets up Joan's bad yeah. line about having some bad tuna. So, And look, there's nothing wrong with Piggy like being upset about Kermit. Like th- th- This is a jealousy plot. There's nothing wrong with doing a jealousy plot. Like This is a show. We mm-hmm. can have conflict. Like I said, it's fine. It's just, it's just you have to be careful with the way you present it, you yeah. know? And they aren't so careful back in the 80s, so... Um, just one other thing that we could get get on with this minute. Um, the I, I I again setting up this like whole thinking about the backstory when we have these little throwaway lines because Joan seems to insinuate that other things have been going wrong, and I guess maybe we figure out as the minutes go on here that that Joan may be just generally unhappy with this kind of dead end lousy job as well. Yeah. And maybe that's what she's referring to. Yeah. What was the line again? Well, Joan um says at the beginning of this um everything like everything seems to be going wrong everything or something. Se- like- uh, yeah, everything's been going wrong lately. Yeah. I don't really know what that's referring to. It's just giving her her character a little bit of mystique. Right. And then it's <laughs> setting up her maybe being fed up with this. Yeah. Job. Yeah. 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 Um, you have anything else for 33? Mm, I don't think so. All right. More Joan and Piggy tomorrow. So you'll uh, join us, please, for minute 34 of Muppets Minute. <laughs> 